Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in June and July, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got La Gloria Cubana Glorious LCDH, Trinidad Esmeraldas, Fonseca Number no. 1, and Ramon Ionis Gigantes. And for New Worlds, we've got Liga Pravada T52 in Corona Viva, Davidoff Maduro in Robusto, Dunbarton Tobacco in Trust, Sober Mesa in Cervantes Fino, and Castagli Brothers of the Saber in Brave Pyramidi, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, it's time to talk about our sponsor, Fabrica 5. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company, straight from the Honduran factory to your hands. You mean mean lizard claws. (laughs) (laughs) The company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. Love you, Rob. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from the hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. And Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, you Giz. bastard. You can jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. You might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates, and now, exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. The entire store, boys. Great deal. Every single cigar on the store. That's oh, yeah. all five packs all 25-count bundles, all 50-count bundles, using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word, at Fabrica005.com. Plus, you get worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 U.S. Does that work on Master Crates? (laughs) I'll ask Rob. Incredible deal. No, it's an incredible deal. It's a great deal. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com, Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5, no boxes, no bands, no bullshit. (laughs) And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some cognac, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 107th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We review Bolivar's history and its ties to Partagas. We discuss two new Habanos releases, and we share advice on how to avoid predatory cigar sellers all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair Cavassier XO with Bolivar Corona Gigantes. A beautiful Cuban Churchill tonight on the pod. It's called the Bolivar Corona Gigantes. And it's a seven inch cigar by 47 ring gauge, of course, as all Cuban Churchills are. And boys, I feel like we're celebrating tonight. I do too. It's tremendous. I mean, this is... This is a, oh, what a cigar this I'm is. I'm looking at this and just, I can't wait to smoke it. It's. I, I can't wait. They're so beautiful. And it is such a sin that they were discontinued in 2017. But we are very fortunate to have this cigar in our hands tonight. Yeah, we haven't done many Churchills. We haven't. You know, there aren't many Cuban Churchills Old anymore. Worlds, yeah. So, unfortunately. But first, let's cut this thing, boys. So we've got another cold draw. And the wrapper. So these are 2016 
Bolivar Gigantus. And I just had a little oh. dimple totally fall out of my lap when I cut it. <laughs> mm. Slight bit of resistance for me. Me too. Definitely could taste the age. But graham cracker and dried fruit for me. Mm-hmm. Cedar. My, my draw's great. Mm-hmm. The cold draw's like a meal. Yeah. I'm getting so much flavor on it's this. delicious. I can't even believe yeah, dried fruit for sure. Yeah. A little cedar for me. I get a little graham crackery thing. Yeah. Wow. Right? The cold draw is really good. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's pretty complex. Well, see, my draw is tight. How tight is tight? <laughs> Feels yeah. tight. You like that? Mine has just a, the perfect amount of resistance. So Sometimes you don't know until you light it. Yeah. Yeah, the heat will open it up. I got to say, before we light this, look at this cigar, though. I mean, great the wrapper is just incredible. It's got a little bit of box press. Yeah, it's like on. a pseudo box press from the dress box. Just something about Bolivar. It's, you know, it's this is special. Yeah. Well, it's classic. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah. All right, boys, we have a lot to get to tonight. So let's light this thing. The Bolivar Corona Gigantes. Again, it's a Churchill, a Julieta number two from Cuba. 47 ring gauge by 7-inch cigar. And unfortunately, it was discontinued in 2017. And we got sent these by our friend in Denver. And the, high cigar guy. Very this, kind of him. Sorry. This is a 2016? 2016. Do we know at all what these cost? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a loaded question. Yeah, that's a loaded question. I, I would think right now, this exact cigar is probably somewhere between 50 and 65 bucks. Yeah. Puba's loving the the ring on his lighter. The bell the of the bell. SD Dupont. I'm just gonna pause and use Rooster's lighter. <laughs> well, you know, during Christmas, angels get their wings every time that thing goes off. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much are these? Do we have any idea? I, I would think right now, at current market price for this specific cigar we have in our hand, I got to imagine it's close to sixty, 60. or seventy. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Not surprised. Um, but I have not seen these come up very much, man. These were these have been gone for a while, and I think people really cherish them. So this is a, definitely a special Churchill tonight. It's pretty incredible right off the light. It is. And in the soft flame. <laughs> you love a soft flame. Rooster, am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're a soft flame kind it of just, guy. It just, it just lights right up. It's so gentle. Sometimes you like soft. Sometimes you like hard. Yeah. Depends. Will you two just get a room? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. And go to the pharmacy before you go. <laughs> oh! So, boys, what are you getting on this on the light? I think the flavor, just like the cold draw, very complex. Yeah. Very, very delicious on the light. I'm getting faint, faint dried fruit that's kind of dissipated. But that graham crackery cake type thing is still there for me. And I'm really liking it. It's got the Boulevard DNA. Mm -hmm. um, the retro hail is spectacular. Spectacular. I'm getting a leathery thing oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I was the just going to say that. The smoke is very yeah. leathery. Yeah. It's very creamy, but but it has that Bolivar oomph to it with a little bit of spice. Yeah, I'm not getting much leather. I am getting the creaminess, though, for sure. Oh, I'm definitely getting leather. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Very leathery smoke. I don't know. Are you getting just like a dusting of like cocoa? Cocoa, cocoa. yes. Cocoa, <laughs> coffee, just something. Yeah. I, I first of all, this is a really complex cigar. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like you're just getting all these flavor notes at once, like dried fruit, cream, little bit of cocoa. I get that faint leather you mentioned. There's a lot going on here. I'm really impressed. Yeah, very. 
You know, this reminds me of the uh, the Coronas Especialis, mm. Bolivar Corona BC. Yep. Kind of like that, but it's much, much like a longer version of that cigar. Yeah. And it just feels so good in the hand. Like we say this all the time about Churchill's and yeah. Lanceros mm-hmm. and Lonsdale's, but this just feels very elegant. It's we've elegant. said we've used that word a lot on the podcast. It's this very appropriate, is the though. Definition of an elegant cigar. Yeah, and it is. Know, but it's for it's for a cigar smoker who. My prediction is is experienced. This is, I think it's going to build into something dramatic i think yeah like yeah. something with a little bit of um mm-hmm. um i hope so so mm. this the, is a delicious cigar the wrappers it's handsome it's a little toothy a little rustic but not over the top yeah i have to say i mean a lot of boulevards are very rustic this is one of the nicer looking boulevards yeah, i've seen it's, it's quite nice the construction's real nice yeah yeah and this is what bolivar tastes like with some age it's true yep that that's Bolivar DNA with age, and the band is always beautiful. Gravitate to this in the in the in the tower. So this is the third Bolivar we've done on the podcast. We did the Bellicosas Finos, which I think for every Cuban cigar smoker who hears the word Bolivar, they think of the BBF. And we also did an aged Royal Corona quite some time ago, which is a robusto, uh, which is an excellent cigar. But you know, I think as as Puba said, as we're kind of hinting to this. This on the light in in this this initial, you know, experience that we're having tonight. This is classic, delicious age Bolivar, and I think you know we've experienced that with with Bolivar Bellicosos Finos that have age. Yeah, I mean this tobacco is just made to get better with time. Yeah, and that Royal Corona was age that we had. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was a 2015. Very good. I find it to be even this early very rich. Mm-hmm. It in, is in in. In its presentation. I agree. I, I feel like it starts off medium, but is full flavored, like medium in strength and full yeah, flavored. It's yeah. really rich, rich in flavor. I think all the notes that have been called out are very accurate. Cocoa, maybe a little chocolate. I'm getting graham cracker and some tiny bits of dried fruit. And the aroma out of the foot is just delicious. Yeah. It is so good. So what you're get that aroma is amplified in the retrohale if you can do it. It's really something I'll special. I'll try. It's something <laughs> special. <laughs> the retrohale is really nice. It's band. delicious. Yeah. It's wow. really full through the nose. It's over the top. It's very full, and it's for this early in a in a vitola this size. There's a little pepper through the nose, and it's telling me that it's gonna. It's signaling to me that this is gonna build. Maybe there. It's going to turn into a stronger affair down the stretch, mm. potentially. Uh, we'll see. Pagoda. I don't know. Um, I also got a little bit of, I don't know, either my mind's gone crazy, but I thought I'd got a little bit of citrus. I got the little citrus. bit of bam, and it just left. <laughs> I thought you were going to we got to stop seating you next it to was, Bam. I know. I was very short. Yeah, go over there. It was very short. <laughs> but when I took the thing, and uh, I don't know, maybe my palate, I'm not sure. Might not be wrong. I think it's the citrus from the Manhattans from Saturday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> coming still, up. still lingering. That's, that's, that's definitely possible. <laughs> I think the orange. Citrus bitters. <laughs> the, the orange bitters, I'll tell you. Mm. There's some of it left all over. <laughs> what a, it has a real long finish to it, yep. doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It's fantastic. It makes me want to smoke it slower because the finish is so long. I think that that when you sit down with a cigar like this to really enjoy it, though, you need to smoke it patiently. Yeah. 
You need to be very diligent about not pushing too hard. Well, um, knowing how old it is and the Vitola, it commands a little respect in time. It does. And I think that's the whole part of the mystique of a cigar like this, you know, taking your time with it. So like I said, this is the third Bolivar we've done on the pod. We did do a little history on Bolivar, but it's been quite a few episodes now since we we did the Royal Corona. So I'll just touch on some of the Bolivar history that we're, that we're aware of. It was founded in 1902 by Jose Fernandez Rocha. It's named, obviously, after Simon Bolivar, the South American military figure. Uh, his likeness is obviously on the band. Um, he's on every band and box of Bolivar cigars. In 1954, following his death, the brand was purchased by the Sefuentes family. Of course, we know the Sefuentes family because of their brand Partagas. Yes. So this Bolivar very quickly became the little brother to Partagas in the Cuban cigar world in the 1950s. Production was moved to the Partagas factory, and Partagas remains the mother factory for the brand, mm -hmm. which is why you see a lot of BBF, you see a lot of excellent Bolivar coming right. out of that factory. the Partagas factory. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. Actually, I, I find more consistently the boxes I get of, of Bolivar stuff has more uh, Partagas factory codes codes on it than mm -hmm. some of the Partagas cigars. I sure. Get, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of provincials making that. Yep. So uh, Bolivar is classified by Habanos SA in their value category of portfolio brands, uh, certainly right under the six global brands as we know. Does that value category actually exist any longer with the way pricing is now? No, it, it's, but... It's not, it's not a real thing. They don't know what that word means, I no. guess. Uh, obviously, as well, Bolivar is very popular for regional editions and also receives occasional uh, edition limitadas. And they, uh, they say that the cigars are supposed to be full strength, uh, certainly compared to other New World cigars, not so much. But on the range of Cuban cigars, I think these reach medium full yeah. more often than not. Agreed. And uh, yeah, talking, that's Bolivar. We were talking about price. Somebody asked what, how I much did. they're going for. Yep, yep. I just looked it up, and one of the searches showed up at Bond Roberts. Oh, boy. 2016 box in July of this year. I mean, it didn't even meet the reserve. Box of 25? The reserve was over 2,000. Uh, wow, it's almost 100 a stick. Bin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it That's didn't. Outrageous. And there were 34 bids on it. So. That's outrageous. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So Bolivar has a lot of Vitolas, certainly a lot of discontinued Vitolas, over 29 discontinued Vitolas. In their current production, like we said, Bellicosos Finos, which is a Campanas, a pyramid. It's a five and a half inch cigar, 52 ring gauge. The Bolivar Tubos number two, which is a Petit Corona, 42 ring gauge by five and an eighth. The Coronas Junior, Petit Corona, another one, 42 by four and three eighths. Uh, the actual Petit Corona, the Bolivar Petit Corona, which is 42 by 5 and an eighth. The Royal Corona, as we mentioned, which is a Robusto, 50 by 4 and 7 eighths inches. And then they have a standing La Casa del Habano release called the uh, Libertador, which is a double Robusto, which is 54 ring gauge by 6 and a half inch. And the newest addition to the line, which we could talk about in a little bit, is the Bolivar New Gold Medal. Yes. So I have some info on that, cool, uh, which we'll get to. But I need to know, boys, what are you guys thinking about this cigar right now? Because I am completely it, blown away, yeah, even as I'm talking. It's outstanding. There's really no other words. It's really, really good. It's very, like I said, I, th I 
it's it's to me it's so full flavor the creaminess is fantastic there's a complexity to it it's it's giving you a lot of things to think about Mm. i like it's it's really in the construction my goodness not to go off topic but the boulevard petite corona yep that is a cigar that i have had for many years and i've never had a problem with it it is for me it's a delicious cuban cigar I that, agree. I that, agree. I think it's one of the better. Uh, yeah, it's so good. That well, the it's coffee. very popular. Oh, but it's I, very popular. It's very it's, strong, actually. Yeah, the flavor's strong, but I think for me, the body's medium. For me, I kind of chase that profile. I like that. It's really quite delicious. Yeah, it's the, probably in the catalog. It's probably the strongest nicotine-wise in Lajaro heavy Petit Coronas, maybe in the whole catalog. Interesting. I agree with that. Yeah, quite good. Quite good. So we mentioned that this is a Churchill, and we've talked about this before, how it's a sin, how Churchills have kind of disappeared out of the Habanos catalog. Um, I think, you know, as if you remember, we went through the Vitola by popularity by percentage in the United States, and Churchill didn't even crack 1% of the demand as far as Vitola goes. So it certainly explains why they've made the decisions they make. But as of, you know, the discontinuing of this cigar in 2017, there are only three existing Cuban Churchill's remaining, which is the H. Upman Sir Winston, of course, the Romeo y Julieta Churchill, which we can dismiss, throw it out, throw in the uh, fire. (laughs) (laughs) It makes good kindling. And finally, the Cohiba Esplendidos, which is a great cigar. Off the charts. Uh, The Ramon Gigantes. That's a double Corona. It's a double Corona. What's the, uh, what's the size, what the size difference is? And why is it called Gigantes? And so is this, and this is a Churchill, and that's not because <laughs> the ring gauge on this Churchill, I think, is maybe a millimeter. I'm guess I'm guessing. I don't know the specs on it, yeah, but it but... feels like it's a millimeter, maybe, or so, larger than like a Sir Winston. I, I'm just guessing. This is exactly the same size as a Sir Winston. It is. Yeah. Okay. I think this maybe is. A, just feels this has a, a pseudo bit. box press because it's in the dress box. Okay. That a Winston doesn't have. Uh, but this is a Julieta number two, just like that, and the uh, and the, the ring gauge is um, forty seven. It's forty seven. Okay, it's not like a forty eight. What know. about the Ramon? The Ramon Gigantes big? is the same as a Partagas Lusitania. I wonder why they call it the Gigantes as well. I don't well, just because it's long, maybe. No, but this is called the Gigantes too, and this is a Churchill. So the you the Lusitania is the double Coronas are forty nine. By seven and five eighths inches. Okay, and this is a forty-seven. This is forty-seven. So mm. it's not too much bigger, but it's bigger. Right. Yeah. So packaging-wise, these cigars came again. They're discontinued in twenty seventeen. Came in three different variations in their time. They were. Cab. Yes, they were. They really? were released before nineteen sixty. Uh, initially, oh they came out in a dress box of twenty-five cigars in aluminum tubes, which was discontinued in the late nineteen eighties. From the beginning, there was a slide lid box of 50 cigars. That was discontinued in 2010. Then the final seven years, it was only available in a dress box of 25, uh, which then it was discontinued in 2017. So these have been gone for six years now. And certainly with the trend of Churchill's not being in favor, like we mentioned, I don't see them coming back. Can you imagine a 50 cab of these? I mean, that's got to be the only Churchill that's in a 50 cab that came in a 50 cab. What, what about the SLR? Well, that's a double Corona. I think, yeah, right? Right? Yeah, that's a double Corona. Yeah. You know, the the two a tube with a with a with a Churchill 
I think is very cool. That's special. If you and can that's find how it. that's how the R and J spirituals used to come in those silver aluminum tubes. Yep. Um I like tubos. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, don't we all? Easy to carry around. And they're kept pristine, protected. There's just something to them, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like an E2 and the tubos. Oh, it's so cool. Are are really nice. Um Sometimes I would spend a little extra money. Yeah, to get a, a cigar that I wanted that maybe wasn't available in the semi boyd nature box or something, and, but it came in a tubo, like some of the Partagas stuff. And you just grab them in the t- in tubos, and you're like, okay, like this is really good. Like some of the better um, EP2s I've had were tubos. Yeah, just happened to be tubos. Now I don't know why punch punch tubos are great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the there's tubes. something to it. I think the E2s, yeah. uh, as Puba mentioned, in tubes are excellent. Um, you know, I actually, that's what I I had. I don't, you know, we, I don't smoke a lot of those. As I'm kind of notorious for in this podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are good. In, they are good in tubos. I will give them that. So we'll talk about E2 in a second because I actually have something I want to talk to you about there. But first, let's start with a new release from Bolivar. I mentioned the new gold medal, which is a really, really hype cigar. It's a return of the old Boli gold medal, which was originally released in 2004. And comes, I'm sure you boys have seen them in mm-hmm. with the gold foil on the cigar. Very, very popular. And very, very expensive. Very, very expensive. And they were some of the most in-demand discontinued cigars for quite some time. Um, they were originally, you know, released in the 1930s, and then they were discontinued in 1992 because they ran out of foil, of course, you know, Cuba being Cuba. And then they were reintroduced in 2004 for a one-off, came out in 07, and they ran them for a few years, and they were discontinued. And now they've released the Bolli New Gold Medal, which is interesting because it's actually a different size cigar. The original was a 42 ring gauge cigar. The new one is a 48. And what I love about it is they're coming out at an MSRP of a 10 count dress box for 300 bucks. So 30 bucks a cigar. Oh, uh, sign me up. Now on the secondary um, market, you're probably going to see six, them seven. you're probably going to see them for more than, you know, uh, yeah. you know, for more than $50 on the secondary market, but if you can find them at a legitimate retailer uh firsthand, you could probably find them for 3-400 bucks, which is cool for a box of 10. Six and a half inch by 48 ring gauge. Again, going back to Partagas, I think this is going to be a very common theme tonight as Bolivar is a, you know, a little brother to Partagas and and a lot of the stuff that um that we're going to talk about tonight goes back to Partagas. The Vitola is a new Vitola, the first time it's ever been used. Again, 48 ring gauge by six and a half. It's called the Partagas 15. That's Damn. its factory name. Cool. The Partagas 15. Pretty cool. So that's coming out now. Um, and uh, I haven't had them. We were actually at the launch of it, Bam. It, that's right. And back in November. Yeah, we were there. No, yeah. it was at the Habanos Festival. Ah, right. right yes. Right, right. Um, I think it was. Or was it? March. I don't remember what night yeah, it was. It was in March. Yeah, it was in March. Yeah. And um, they they launched the Bully uh, Gold Medal at uh, yeah the Legito. Couldn't get our hands on it. Couldn't get couldn't get our hands on it. It was crazy. <laughs> it was a kind of a messed up event. But it's nice to see 40, 48 ring gauge Vitolas, six and a half inch. That's kind of our size that yeah. we like. Um, it's a perfect you know, cigar. new releases. Perfect cigar. I agree. Mm. This is a perfect cigar. It is. <laughs> what do you think, of Senator? I think if this cigar stays like this, this is going to get an incredibly high score. Oh, yeah. I'm this is super, super pleased with this. Super bright white ash. I'm getting more chocolate now. Uh, yeah. 
I'm getting it's a, for me. It's a white chocolate, not a cho- not a cocoa. No, for it's me chocolate. it's milk chocolate. Yeah, not 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 like dark chocolate, not espresso. It's it's yeah, like milk chocolate. I love the mustiness that I'm getting, the slight mustiness of the aged tobacco. It's kind of, you know, rounding everything out. All the flavors that we're talking about is kind of put in this nice box with a little bow of this aged tobacco, which, you know, there's nothing like aged Cuban tobacco. You know, you just, we just can't beat it. Yeah. It it tastes very, which is an odd comment, maybe maybe not, but it tastes very tobacco-y, if that makes sense. Like it really tastes... Like aged Cuban tobacco. Like aged Cuban tobacco, and and with with a little bit of an extra like oomph, but like that oomph in the background is really just this long finish and this richness. I I, I just get it's it's so complex. I'm not uh, yeah. I taste the cocoa that which is it, that's present, but there's just a lot going on with this cigar, and I think it's a it's a real virtue. Um, there's a lot happening here. It's it's it, it, and, and in between draws that just lingers and lingers and lingers in a in a really nice way on the palate. You know, maybe it's my enthusiasm, but aren't you guys getting any dessert notes on this? Because I'm getting a lot. I'm just getting the, yeah. the chocolatey kind yeah. of. For me, some baking spice is coming through. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would describe this cigar as like a dessert almost cigar. Thank you very much. Yeah, I no. totally agree. A lot of just like Delicious. sweet notes and the creaminess and the cocoa and yeah. you mentioned like shortbread or I cookie. get shortbread. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. very dessert-like notes. There's one thing about aged Cuban tobacco and Cuban tobacco in general. Like you don't get a lot of spice like you get in the New World cigars, mm-hmm. right? No, I mean you get you get oomph, you get strength, you get flavor, but you don't get spice. And I think the spice you that the you pepper. get out of Cuban tobacco is more of the baking where baking the Nicaraguan spice. is like right. pepper. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah. pepper, so many pepper bombs that we've <laughs> had on this podcast, you know, that punch you in the face. And it's like, that's what makes Cuban tobacco great is the spice is a, a much more, for, for my palate, a much more enjoyable spice. Right. If, but if you were to compare the, the flavor profile of this to say a Sir Winston, the Sir Winston just goes like that much more on dialed up with the dessert mm. than this does and the this leather. is kind of yeah and this this is kind of a, a a a great alternative to that if you're looking for something that's a little bit dialed up with the earth mm. a little bit dialed up with the leather a little bit dialed up with the cocoa where with the sir winston's i find to be a little bit more upman like a little bit more dessert like more dessert like maybe than this is the dessert flavors are here and it's differentiated in that respect it is in a good way yeah it is in a really good way so puba mentioned the e2 so going on another new cuban cigar release from habanos the partagas e2 gran reserva cosecha has finally come out it was announced i believe at, at the habanos festival last year maybe or year before it's a 15-count box of cigars that have been aged since 2017, which is a year younger than the cigars we have in our hands. And the 15-count box of Partica C2's 2017 Grand Reserva Cosecha, $4,575 MSRP. Holy moly. It's the most expensive Partica's ever. Ever. So, you know, my question for you guys is, like, we're seeing now, obviously it's a Grand Reserva Cosecha, right? But you're seeing Partagas is is being priced 
it dislikes super super premium like Cohiba is. You know, and and I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, three hundred dollars a cigar. You know, no, that's, that's that's for this one particular like cigar. Reserve. But my their question standard, is, sorry, just in fairness, their standard production stuff is way less than Cohiba's mm-hmm. standard production stuff in general. Yes, that's but true. what I'm wondering is, are they testing the market <laughs> by pricing these comparatively? To Cohiba. I hope not. Well, if they are, viva la revolution. We're going to war. I'm sorry. We're not letting them make Partagas price like Cohiba. Or That's we start happening. stocking up right now. Yeah. You know, and the question is, too, aside from folks that, that buy cigars because of the high price tag and the luxury of it and kind of flashing it like an expensive watch, it's like, you know, how much higher can you go on a cigar? $300 for a, a five, six-year-age cigar. I mean, it's asinine yeah it's crazy i don't think some of these cigar prices are sustainable for too 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 much longer i think they have to they're, they're gonna have to stabilize or go lower um you have sustainable luxury goods that are just that have also go, gone down like luxury watches since two years ago a year and a half ago and these are consumable goods they're collectible you know, it's not a this. It's not a completely divergent market. You know. Yeah, but you're not talking about a regular production Partagas E2. You're talking about a Grand Reserva made in very limited quantities. I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm sure the production. There's only uh, there's only five thousand boxes to your point. <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That means there's ten thousand. I was going to say maybe <laughs> like five hundred. <laughs> five thousand is a lot, but you know, if if there is a buyer. Willing to pay five thousand or forty five hundred dollars for that box, Habanos will happily oblige. Yeah, you know what? Wait a year, you get them on sale. Yeah, right. You think <laughs> so? There's this is the third uh, Reserva release from Partagas through the uh, Reserva offering from Habanos. They did a Partagas Series D number four Reserva, and they also did a Partagas Lusitania Ooh, Grand Reserva. That's special. So there are there are several levels of the Reserva program, Reserva Grand Reserva. Nice. Yeah, I mean the counterpoint to actually what I just said is that like also the data will tell you that luxury brands, in general, are 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 still holding pretty strong from what I've read. I mean, if you look at Chanel, if you look at if you look at uh, Hermes, if you look at some of these really high end luxury brands, so these some of these high price tags, luxury watches. These high price tags on some of this stuff is is actually like holding to some degree, um, which is interesting. At least that's what I've read. Yeah, you know, there, there 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 could I think there's an argument to be made that there's a market for limited high end luxury items, and that includes cigars. That's still kind of holding strong despite inflation. Yeah, and I just hope again. I just hope that this is not an indication that we're going to continue to see ridiculous price increases yeah. you know, on cigars that we like to smoke every day. What sucks is that you can't buy this cigar anymore. Yeah. No, it's that's gone. also that's, a problem. That's what's bad. Yeah, this, uh, this should I'm be regular be, production. It's a crime. I agree. It's a crime. I'm going to be There should be more. Sad. There should be, you know, every, every market pretty much in uh, Cuban tobacco history and Habanos history has, has had, had that's right. a Churchill. Yes, yes. Partagas had a Churchill. Yeah. Every, everything had a Churchill, and they're all gone. It's crazy. You know, there and it's just it's a terrible, you know, to take that away from from, you know, smokers who want mm-hmm. that Churchill experience, especially since Winston Churchill is arguably the most famous cigar smoker of all time. Yeah. I don't even know if that is arguable, but I mean it's like that's 
it's a it's a real sin. It's like a lot of people don't have the time anymore. We do. <laughs> we clearly do, yeah. yeah so I speaking think, of, I think it, oh, yeah, I think people don't have the time. We've talked about it before. These bigger ring gauges are popular. They just you can't deny it. Mm-hmm. The market's there, and it's an addressable market. And in the United States, Toro is commanding sixty percent of the. Right. That's of right. the sales right but the, yeah. there are times that you do want a churchill oh yeah of course I mean, you're watching many a, times you're watching a football game that's three and a half hours long you can easily smoke a churchill yeah. instead so, of smoking like four cigars in one sitting right you could easily have a churchill yeah. to exactly your point when we were watching the giants game this past weekend i lit a uh padrone diplomatico which is a churchill and it was perfect you know you're yeah. watching a football game yeah you have plenty of time yeah right? I've it this really it's just um I don't know what it's gonna take to kind of reverse the tide. I mean, you look at clearly these things are very fluid. I mean, the number of Lanceros that have popped up within just the past few years, there's clearly been this renewed interest in Lanceros in the new world space, right? We've yeah. seen tons of tons of them come out. I just hope at some point there's like a critical mass of people that somehow it's not like Habano says say is very good about collecting feedback clearly, but if there was some way I just, I, even if one new Churchill comes out, that would be great. If this got brought back, just, I mean, I don't even know that I'm halfway through this yet. I'd buy this in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I think for me, the way I think about a Churchill and look at a Churchill, certainly the H. Upman Sir Winston or the Cohiba Esplendido, price aside, okay, mm-hmm. they're certainly premium, premium cigars with age and even fresh. But when I'm thinking about celebrating something or, you know, there's it's your birthday or an anniversary or a holiday, like, those are the cigars that come to mind first yeah, for course. me. It's just that elegant Churchill experience. It can't be beat. Yeah. You know, that late hour Churchill. Yeah. Great that cigar. Is, that is a celebratory cigar, regardless of the event, regardless of the time of year. It's the single most beautiful cigar in the hand uh, for me. 100%. 100%. And I wish that I could say that about others because as much as I like that cigar, there are times that... I don't necessarily want that flavor profile, but I want a cigar that looks just like that. I imagine like the myself exact ring gauge, sorry, yeah. the beautiful construction. It just feels perfect. I feel like the the late hour is it like a millimeter smaller? I I don't know. I do think it might be a different size. Than yeah, this, but I'm not sure. I and can look it up. That to know. me is like perfect. I I, I yeah. it's flawless. The that, the specs uh, on that. Uh, cigar. You may be right because that's what I was thinking when I was like, is this maybe a millimeter bigger? than the sir winston but it's not like i'm smoking sir winston's even uh, every day you can actually actually tell what's a millimeter or the late hour you mean bigger this is wild no i'm i, I was just kind of by the millimeter i can't tell really there, i, I, I was tell. just speculating <laughs> it's actually a millimeter bigger than this cigar is it wow. the davidoff late hour winston churchill not surprised it doesn't but it doesn't feel it's that 48 ring gauge by yeah. seven wow doesn't so when, feel that way when all. i smoke that late hour as Puba once said, I imagine myself in a blue pinstripe suit <laughs> with my tie. My legs are crossed and I got my shoes on and they're polished. I got that cigar going, baby. Nice. Very sophisticated. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the other lounge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It cuts That's out. That's Playing dominoes. <laughs> Bam's been committing espionage. That's a no. So, boys, let's talk about another luxury product we have in the room tonight, another luxury beverage on the pod, a perfect pairing, I hope, it seems. Bro, I'm ready for a refill. That Senator brought in tonight. Senator, what do we have here? 
Uh, we have Corvassier XO. So the Corvassier VSOP that we did was stellar. I remember that night very clearly. Unbelievable. So to have this XO in our hand tonight, this is very exciting. Yeah. That's yeah, really nice. I find this to be more sophisticated and it's a bit more complex and not as overtly sweet, if that was sweet at all. But this one is a bit more drier, if that's you know, if that if that's accurate. That's how I'm experiencing it. But on the nose, that strong vanilla off the charts, and it brings out the dessert notes in this cigar for me. So I gotta say Bam is spot on on the nose when he said vanilla. Well, he's got his shine shoes on. I do, <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> the very first thing that they say is like you get a bouquet of vanilla yeah. on the nose. That's exactly right. It's pretty accurate, man. Mm. Yeah, this is excellent. And I think, you know, the the I feel like there's an oomph to the drink, right? It, it's a it's a potent it drink on the nose, in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think the cigar that we're doing tonight this bolivar is the perfect cuban cigar for for the drink i think they're matching perfectly agreed yeah i have to say i mean the funny thing so gizmo uh, thankfully sent me some tasting notes on this cigar and um i was debating between this and another cognac and the other cognac actually skews very floral citrus and i didn't really see that as prominent notes in the cigar so thankfully we have the corvassier because um, a lot of the dessert notes that you get in the corvassier match the dessert notes you get in the cigar yeah and i think we should tell the listeners the story oh yeah of how lizard ingenuity lizard ingenuity came into play tonight trying to open this bottle cuba would be proud of us <laughs> it was <That's> right <laughs> it was a full-on production it took us about a half hour blood was boiling though so <laughs> there this, was a sink involved <laughs> actually senator and, and gizmo I, was standing in front of it <laughs> with me next to him again <laughs> this time he wasn't furious with me though thank god so, so what happened so this bottle we procured um one of the members at our lounge uh, basically inherited a liquor collection when his uh, father passed so he was selling some of this stuff um he's not a cognac drinker and uh we saw an immediate lizard opportunity in that we love reviewing cognac on the pod. So we bought uh, a few bottles and knowing that this is, he's had these spirits for many years and uh, a lot of bottles like this, they have a cork in them. So the odds of the cork was going to be in good shape uh, were very low. And so of course, as soon as I try to remove the cork completely breaks in half. And then the half that I'm hoping to be able to usually, if you just take a wine bottle opener and screw it into the cork that's still there, you're usually able to just pull it right out, no problem. But this cork, so old, I mean, it just disintegrated right into the bottle itself. So uh, I was a little frustrated because, <laughs> you know, you have this expensive, nice spirit, and you're just looking at these pieces of cork floating around in it, not what you want to see. Well, usually I can make him laugh, but I was cracking jokes the entire time. Oh, he was pissed. Not a chuckle. I was very furious. Not a chuckle. Was <laughs> and so, uh, thankfully... Uh, we were able to get some of the cork out, and then someone who had the coffee filter idea. Rooster, Rooster. So Rooster said, "Do we have a coffee filter?" And thankfully, in our lounge that has coffee, uh, coffee maker, espresso, everything you can need, there's some coffee filters. So Giz and I were literally pouring the cognac through the coffee filter into glasses, which perfectly strained out every little piece of cork. And now we're able to enjoy this. It's a good move. 
Yeah. F- filtered cognac is tasting good. <laughs> <laughs> they were used filters. Are you guys getting any hints of, es- hints of espresso? Little, little, yeah, is that where the coffee flavor coming from? All right, not at all. <laughs> little instant Folgers? Do we know how long our buddy had this bottle? We don't, but I would guess 10 years. Yeah, at least, right? And the, the crazy thing is, I mean, this is an XO cognac, which is required that all the cognac that's blended in it is a minimum of 10 years. What they say wow. is that for an XO, the average, that's just the minimum, very little of that's actually 10 years. The average is typically 15 to 20 years for most of what's in that bottle. So you take that, add, it has, for the cork to be in that shape, it's at least 10 years he's had that bottle. That means, I mean, minimum, that spirit's been sitting around for, you know, 25, 30 years. That's yeah. incredible. Honestly, it's a special experience tonight, man. You know, yeah. It's not often we get to smoke a cigar like this and have a drink like this in one sitting. Personally, for me, it forces me to really slow down my smoke and capture the aroma of the smoke coming off of this cigar and the nose on the drink together. It's a wild experience. It's really something else. And one other thing, as the cigar, obviously, there's a significant premium, especially given that it's not made anymore. The cognac... Corvassier VSOP we rated was probably the most affordable VS, de- not probably, definitely the most affordable VSOP we've rated. It was like 45 a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Where you look at Hennessy, that's 65 just for their standard VSOP. Remy's like 55. This XO, most of them are priced like 200, 220. And I was mistaken. Uh, this actually goes for 150. No, I, you for, said 250. I, I, I wow. thought that's the other one I was debating us doing tonight. And so the price point's actually, I think, very fair for yeah. XO Cognac. Very competitive. That's an incredible price. The I cl- think that's, uh, I would absolutely buy that at 150 250 I was like, yeah. that's an expensive bottle. 150 for a special bottle of Cognac on your shelf at home, slam dunk. Yeah, and the color is so rich. It's it is. Dark. Yeah, it's a very dark amber. And I'm sure it complements the cigar perfectly. I mean, oh, the cigar yeah, it is truly so, does. It's so complex. Right. And I mean, it truly does complement the cigar can in I every just, way. Can I just say, for a future episode, as I was just doing some more digging on Exo Cognacs, I came across Hein, who we love. Mm-hmm. Hein Rare. Has like a special Exo Cognac that they call like the cigar something. And it's like literally designed around enjoying with a cigar. What? And the reviews on it were incredible. So we have got to find this Excellent. and review it at some point. The other, the only other cigar. I don't know what to say. That's a must. <laughs> the only, the only cigar specific uh, spirit that we've done on the po- uh, the podcast is the Dalmore, uh, right. the cigar malt, right? And uh, and whiskey. I thought that was going to be a gimmick when I saw that and bought it. It was excellent. it was excellent. We loved yeah. it. Yeah. And the price on that, by the way, has gone through the roof. I don't know if you've seen it. Really? At liquor stores, it's it's probably gone up about 40 percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. These these products require time. It's a long sit. Get that aroma. Really take your time with it. Yeah, we're very lucky tonight, boys. Mm, it's very good. So another uh, programming note, another release note. I was very happy to see this. And this actually uh, kind of leads us into uh, another question I have for you guys. So remember we did the La Gloria Cubana Turquinos that we all love so very, very much. We rated it very highly, and then we threw it out to the listeners. It's available everywhere. Go get it. <laughs> now and we th- can't get it. <laughs> and then, of course, we found out, and the listeners found out as soon as I said that, that they were gone, and nobody could get them. And it seemed like it was an initial run from the Partagas factory in November 22. Well, 
fortunate enough, a couple weeks ago, the Turquinos have returned. So they are back in production. They're coming out at the beginning of the, the, you know, they're coming out with box dates from the first quarter of 2023. And what I find interesting about this is what, that as soon as we release this episode, they're going to be gone again? Well, possibly. I think they're going to start popping up more because of the demand. But what's interesting is that they've moved production of the cigars that have come out. All of them have La Corona box codes on Really? Them, not Partagas. Really? Which I find very interesting. And I wonder if those cigars are going to be the same. The same. Yeah. Good question. Or better or, or worse. worse. You know, and of course, I'm thinking about uh, our friend at the La Corona factory who was running the La Corona, fa- Corona factory. He's no longer there now. He's overseas uh, working in the cigar industry. So, um, you know, it's kind of a curious time, you know. A lot of change. A lot of change. And, and brain drain is certainly very, very real. It's a real thing there. You know, and Alex, uh, our friend at, uh, at La Corona Factory, top roller there, is also has left Cuba. Our, and he's on to better, bigger and better things. So it's, it's interesting to see even the folks that we've met in our short time, how many have already, you know, started to move out of Cuba. I, I wonder if he ends up as a cigar roller you know, <laughs> here rolling, somewhere <laughs> rolling somewhere here yeah i mean Maybe. there's so many factories in miami his skill is unparalleled yeah we could use a lizard roller we could hey <laughs> now we're talking <laughs> just saying lizard custom blend put them on payroll let's giddy up so That's boys we're about idea. halfway through here on the bolivar corona gigantes what are you thinking it is so good. It's so smooth. It's so complex. It's delicious. It really is delicious. This is Connoisseur Corner Heaven tonight for Rooster. <laughs> it's really performing well, too. Um, sometimes Bolivar aren't the most magnificently rolled cigars. You know, they're not. Sometimes you see some seams or some veins, and you see a little bit here, but the construction's really great, which is, which is impressive. I, I agree with that. I feel like dress box boulevards are tough. Typically, yeah. are not the best constructed and don't really perform the best. The ash doesn't hold. Like you just really got to tend to the cigar, and this is like perfectly constructed, yeah. which surprised me. Flavor pre- profile, very very premium performance. Sure, out of it in terms of combustion and pristine flavors. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'm a little surprised that we're having that experience in that. We can see the pseudo box press in that these were stuffed in, you know, a dress box of 25 cigars, you know, which are yeah, commonly that, undersized. But that doesn't always like, like if you look at like an up and on a hottos that's stuffed in a dress box, that's got a semi box press, they always perform stellar. I don't think that that necessarily, I think it comes down to the roller, you know, if it's overpacked, you know, and it comes really down to the roller. I don't think it comes down, you know, always necessarily definitively that binary like if it's in a dress box you're gonna get duds i mean i've gone through dress boxes of the you know other cigars and they're they're great i'll throw it to senator what do you think of a bbf in a dress box versus a <laughs> they don't BBF perform in a slide oh, well box. that's they're, a different story so they're there out. you go well no but that's a different that's a different yes that's a different thing but the the construction of a of a, of a bbf is variable anyway even in a even in a cabinet, out of a cabinet. I don't agree with that at all. I'm sorry. I, I've definitely I've had smoked. some duds. I've had some duds out of cabinets. I mean, I've had some uh, here so, and there. So when you say duds, I, I'll just say this. 
that haven't performed as well. I mean, yeah, I haven't. No, no, no. I, I, I have had BBFs that flavor wise, I was not happy with out of a sliding lid box. Most though I've loved, but I've truly never had like a plugged BBF or no. a really aggressively tight draw no. out of a sliding lid box. I've never experienced. Maybe that. when I say duds, I don't mean duds. I mean like, like they've performed okay, but like not to the level of construction that this is. I mean, we're all having, to me, boulevards, sometimes they perform great. Like I've had great BVFs and I've had some that kind of don't perform that great from a quality perspective. This is, I think, a level up is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, this is stellar. I agree. Yeah, it's spectacular. Uh, you, know, it's, uh, you know, that's all. I, I mean, mean to, we're to splitting point, hairs. To your point, this is the best constructed boulevard I've ever had. Me too. You know, that's maybe Hands that's down. what I'm trying to say. I, 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 yeah, it's it's a very... It's smoking in a very premium way where there's, e even out of a cabinet, there's been some boulevards, you know, you got to touch them up here and there, but the flavor and the whole presentation and the whole taste and everything, you don't give a shit. No, you, know, you don't. It, 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 it's great. You're yep. like, these are great. Um, like they're, they're not to me as consistent as maybe like a, a, a semi point nature box of D4s, which totally tend to come in a mm -hmm. little bit more consistent in my view than the yeah. boulevard in a, in, in, in a cabinet. It's pretty, you fair. know what I mean? No, I agree. Overall you fair. Know, that's yeah. I mean, I, I truly think like, no, I, I, I don't think anyone would consider boulevard a brand that makes the most beautiful looking cigars. I think like. For them, it's kind of the opposite. It's we don't really give a shit what they look yeah. like, but yeah. we know they're going to taste great. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of their yeah touch ethos. up here or there, a little thing. Like, right. okay, who cares? Like, like mm -hmm. no issue. We're like, you want a beautiful ash in a cigar that's going to hold that you're going to just admire and stare at, like not Bolivar, like Partagas, Upman, some of the other yeah. Cohiba. Yeah. But this is doing that. It is. But mm -hmm. this is like, but this, is. this is where you're like looking at the burn line, and you're like, and you're, and it's holding its ash, and it's they're really nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, a Bolivar is for someone who's looking for a Cuban marker that delivers a little bit more. You know, it's a little bit more, it's like a little bit more like a medium full or, you know. In flavor. Not flavor, in flavor wise, yeah. not yeah. as strength wise, but that's what it, that's what it gives you. Well, it's, strength wise too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, towards, some of their stuff like the Petit Corona, that, that definitely has strength to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think this has more nicotine slightly than a Sir Winston does. That's just a little bit true. just I think a little so. bit you know uh, like I not agree. overly like it's not a bomb but it's just definitely <clears throat> it it definitely packs a little bit it's more substantial it's more substantial yeah i really love the flavor after you push the draw out of your mouth just yeah. how it lingers the in your mouth is fantastic it's the finish it's is incredible. fantastic Yes, and through the nose, even at this point, oh, yeah. Yeah. through the Excellent. nose, it's oh, great, yeah. but it almost gives you just a little bit of a tear. <laughs> Not a lot, but just Don't enough. cry for me, Pooba. Well, like, Pooba, right. Pooba is, is delicate, guys. He's very right. delicate. Like, like your eyes just well up just a little bit, but not yeah. to the point where it's- I don't get that, pal. <laughs> okay, guy. All right, guy. <laughs> hey, Gis, how many- <laughs> I was waiting the whole How many boxes of these do you have at home? That's zero. Is, but oh, yeah, zero. right. Ah, I don't uh, think so. You see, I just pushed it through my nose and nothing happened. So see, I'm you're, with you're you. tougher than you think. Tougher than I think. You <laughs> no, can totally do you, retro. Do you guys have a lot of BBF or do you have a lot of Bolivars or 
But for some reason, I haven't really seeked them out. And I, I have more Royal Corona than I do BBF. Yeah. Senator, I know, has a ton of BBF. Yeah. You know, Senator's a ton Several of big, boxes. big I have BBF guy. Two boxes of the BBFs, four boxes of the Petite Coronas. Yep. And two and a half boxes of the Royal Coronas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, look at that. No, no, I love both of them. Mr. Space. So we know what accountability hour. I have nothing, just the entire Boulevard catalog. No. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the only make of is that's all on my inventory list that I Hold sent on. a year ago. Hold it's on. all there. Hold never on. Ch- hasn't changed. Hold on. Every time we bring up a cigar. And I'm like, that's not oh, true. I got like half a box. Giz has got a box. Yeah, right. Senator has like a box and Propaganda. Puba has some. And then Bam goes, well, I have four boxes of this cigar. <laughs> that's not true. And I have three of this. And that's I have true. four more of this other one. That's not true. Like, Honestly, I do pursue Bolivar. I love the I love the marca. So I have an idea. I've never seen you. Can I just say, I've never seen you smoke a Bolivar Petit Corona ever. You're on crack. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. I've never seen him smoke a Bolivar. Petit I've never Corona? seen him smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he's in the other lounge all the time. That's yeah. right. I'm just Can't a collector. Tell. I don't we smoke. Never, we never <laughs> see him. I don't see the Boulevard. Good for you, Bam. Happy for you. I will bring. It's those, occasional. Bring I feel like I've seen it, but it's it's very infrequent. I feel. I Can feel I like I need something? to take a Saturday morning no. and go over no, and do no, my own inventory of Bam's <laughs> tower. I'm gonna update my inventory. I, 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 I think I think I have a better idea. When Bam, when Bam is away, right. we dress as immigration officers and raid <laughs> the bloody tower. <laughs> No, so what, we I, all put on windbreakers. ATF agent. Duct tape. ATF. Mrs. Bam, we're here to inspect the tower. Tower. Come, she'd be like, everything's Come on confiscated. In. Take a look. Take whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> all confiscated. His tower is filled with all Romeos and. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, homeboy? <laughs> All shit on sale from Cigar Terminal. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> uh, so, boys, I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've ever pulled clips before for the podcast, but I did today. What? And I didn't share this with you, but Uh-oh. I heard something the other day that oh, really boy. reminded me of some of the difficult relationships that we have in our lives. And, Among uh, us? Not among us. Well, maybe you and the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But That, that hurt, man. <laughs> you so, set yourself up for that. <laughs> are, are you guys familiar with the, over the last few weeks, that Jada Pinkett Smith has written a book and put a book out? Oh, Is yeah. it a tell-all book? It's a tell-all. It's and, all over TV. And her, oh, all of her. All I know of her, nothing about this, so read me in. Please. All of her. Okay, so, you know, uh, uh, so she's putting out a book. She, it's called Worthy. And she's done every oh podcast, every television show. She's all over the place. Okay. And it's like she's on the shit on Will Smith tour. She announced that she, they've been split sorry, up. Sorry. She's been for years now. But she's really on it now. Like right. really has doubled down. This poor guy, I feel so bad for him. Is that why he smacked Chris Rock? She says. I think so. Here, I'll give you an example. A quip from the book. She said that. When he couldn't, he he said, couldn't smack his wife, so he smacked Chris Rock. When I he said, keep your wife's name out of my uh, of your mouth, she says in her book that she was surprised he used the word wife. Oh, boy. Because they've been separated for like the <laughs> six last years. six years. Yeah, like yeah. acquaintance yeah. is more accurate. <laughs> so she's on an anti-Will Smith. Like every interview is about how terrible and wild their relationship is. Well, let, let's be clear. Every interview is about him. And yeah. she's profiting off of talking about him. Wow. Nothing she's saying is about her. 
Wow. And it's all such an him. abusive relationship, in They're my both view. Assholes. I think it, well, I feel like when Will you hear Smith, this, one is far yeah. more of an asshole than the other. So I feel like Will Smith is just in this like relationship with a crazy narcissist. I mean, he even Correct. showed up the other day at one of her book tour events to support the book, and it's what? all about oh, it's crazy. Anyway, so Jada Pinkett Smith is. I pulled this clip for a very specific reason. Jada Pinkett Smith goes on this podcast called The School of Greatness with Lewis House, and this is one of the bigger podcasts. You know, out there, not Joe Rogan size, but it's it's pretty big. I mean, he's doing bigger numbers than cigar podcasts. Almost, are, almost know? lounge lizards. <laughs> almost, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Okay. So he gets, you know, he gets everybody. So he asks some questions about the relationship and you know how Will is dealing with all of the the relationship struggles and everything else, and how she's dealing with it. So I pulled some clips and I edited down the ums and the time for you know our you know our effort here. But I, I want to play this for you. He's not a quitter. No matter how hard it gets, it's like iron sharpens iron. He's always willing to do the hard stuff. Mm. Willing to suffer. He's willing to suffer. Yeah. Right? And now, in this new, this new passage of our relationship, <clears throat> he's learning how to suffer differently. Interesting. Yeah. How does that look? It's like, you know about this. It's like when you're going into the internal world. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It that is right messy, there. Scary. It's... Right when you've kind of had all of this, you've learned how to maneuver the 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 you know physical world. Three D world. Three D world, right? <laughs> and those rules of the three D world don't apply to the inner world. I don't. Right? So now it's like having to readjust Is she on this ayahuasca? concrete mindset. <laughs> right? And having to learn to trust a different instinct and sit in a different place. And it's been <laughs> an absolute fascinating process. Really? I hope one day, you know, he's still in it. <laughs> I hope one day... Is he? We can write a book together. That would be incredible. Uh, that right? would be incredible. And just how we've been through so much. All the boyfriends. And all the gates of relating that we've been through. And there's been many and many to come. <laughs> right? Many gates. <laughs> what a so, psychopath. So, wow. so, so this is she's from, fucking out of her mind. So yes. this for me, when I'm listening to this, this is as if Habano Sese has turned into a person <laughs> and is talking to us, the lizards, about all of these crazy price increases and how they've treated us. And this how is they... crazier than that. <laughs> Way It's just an crazier. abusive relationship like I've never heard. And to, to, the laughter, I mean, she sounds like a- A maniacal, like a devious robot. Yes. Yeah, not yes. good. I don't ever- remember hearing will smith speak this way about his relationship correct so th right? this is the thing that bothers me about he this stays silent i normally don't care about any of this stuff but this has become so insanely public you cannot possibly get away from uh, get away from it it feels like and the thing that's just disgraceful about this they have kids yeah not adult children like kids and or maybe they're barely they're adults adults now all right of. yeah they but have they're, pretty they're successful still young careers right both yeah. and both the fact them. that 
I have never once seen a headline or anything about Will Smith talking about his wife or his relationship or infidelity or being separate. All their, all their private stuff he keeps private between them. This woman, on the other hand, comes out first. <clears throat> she was like dating some young multiple, one of her son's friends. friends. One of her son's multiple friends, young, like multiple. a twenty-year-old, and talking about it on her podcast while she's married, while she has kids, and now comes out with this book talking about we've been separated for this many years, but we'll never get divorced. We're always going to stay married. Like, why air every bit of your personal life with the world and embarrass your family and upset your kids who apparently their kids have come out and said that they feel really bad for their dad. Of course. Of course. At what she's saying, I have no respect for this person whatsoever. I'm guessing if Will Smith had his way, he'd have a wife that was faithful to him because that's what he wants. He wants to be in a relationship. It's the reason why he doesn't outwardly discuss these things because he's a private guy. And he wants to keep his life private. He's an asshole. I know he and is. So is she. But the problem is that he's They're, not. An, he doesn't speak out about any of this. She's well, a look, nut job. I, okay. I think he's everybody. A, everybody take it easy. She's a nut job. I think he's in he's, a very abusive relationship. I agree. That's what extremely. I think. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the victim of this. I, I agree. He's, he's he's fucking bent mentally. Yeah, but so is she. But you why? Be, you wouldn't she be with a wife like this. Bent. Go beneath the surface and ask yourself why is he damage like that dude think about where he was at he he smacked chris rock across the face right yeah this why is do you insanity. think any of this stuff yeah. happened we're, we're, i don't know why we're making excuses for we're him. not making excuses we're not justifying his actions i'm guessing really this is all but guess we are right. we are trying to understand why a person stays with a woman who is clearly an awful person and that is typically someone who's in an abusive relationship right. absolutely. that wants to do everything they can to try to make it work and That's is so right. beaten down they can't see that they'd be far better off just right. moving on. And so I do feel a little bad for a person that can't see that and just move on with their life. Like, Agreed. He should run as far away from this person as he humanly I think can. Agreed he with is, that as well. I think and, he is so wrapped up in her bullshit right. and her narcissism. And, and clearly she's one of these people. I mean, this guy is one of the top box office people of the 90s, right? Yeah. Very successful, has television, movies, brands. I mean, he's he music, music. He's done it all. I mean, he's, you know, really, really successful. I feel like she latched on this guy like a, a like a leech yeah. and totally tore everything of who he was apart. He Look, he fell in love with her. You know, when you first meet someone and you have a long relationship with them, you always go back to those early moments and how you fell in love with your wife. And then he's probably going through a lot of that, man. And he hasn't left. And, and honestly, like the Chris Rock thing. I'm not making excuses. There's no I don't know. justification for, for what he did whatsoever. You'll never hear me say that it was acceptable what he did. It was categorically not. And he's paying the has paid the price for that as he should and will continue to. All I'm saying is what causes a seemingly rational human? Like this is not a guy like his sociopath wife who goes around saying crazy stuff all the time about his family or other people seemingly has been a rational normal person and all of a sudden a joke directed at his wife who she doesn't even expect him to call her his wife and he says my wife like snaps and you're sitting there like what the hell is this guy doing 
clearly there is some built up anger and pressure that's yeah. probably directed at his wife that he can't actually take out in a productive way. That's right. And like an idiot took it out on the guy who has no responsibility whatsoever for the problems <laughs> in his marriage. So I'm just saying, if you get beneath the surface, I think this is a very damaged person that it doesn't justify at all what he did, but he's living with a monster. Oh, hundred percent. So, okay. So I Chris agree Rock. with everything you said. I clearly, She's a monster she is. And, and, and a lunatic, and but he's had plenty of time to recognize that and, and just get a divorce like a normal human being Agreed. and move on. I That's just, all I'm I, saying. I just can't believe I mean, that these you know, are the stories that are being told on massive podcasts on the Today Show. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. And now it's bubbled all the way up to the Lounge Lizards. I mean, <laughs> now it's on the Lounge Lizards podcast. Dude, it's and big I'm, time now. I'm sitting here listening to this going, this is how a Bono essay treats us. And That's it's right. also like, it's also kind of like, who really cares about these two? They're not that relevant. Movies aren't as relevant as they used to be. Well, he it's was a, prior to that. I mean, he uh, won an Oscar before the slap yeah. for, for King yeah. Richard. Yeah. Just uh, a decent uh, movie. Yeah. He's, I, I, he's still I, great. He yeah. is a good actor. I, think, yeah. I don't think he's great. I think he just won an Oscar. Great. Poor Will Smith needs a cigar. Yeah, he does. He does. He needs to come on this pod. I don't have any share his feelings. I don't have any. I'm sorry. I don't have any sympathy. <laughs> Leave your wife. You got plenty of money. Just wrap it up, dude. Walk it's true. away. This is true. I That's mean, true. I, I'm going to dole out sympathy for this guy for just like. You know, I just, it's just shocking to me. I don't really care about the dynamics of their relationship. I just think it's shocking to hear someone talk about that like that. She's a lunatic. On a podcast. I mean, oh, yeah. she sounds like a, like a satanic, like robot, the laughs and the whispers yeah. and it's just, and the guy's sitting there like, uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> the 3D yeah, should, world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh, three man. dimensions Poor, right now. Uh, I think Tupac is turning over in his grave. Right oh now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She dragged him through it too. Oh yeah. boy. So boys, we're coming up on the last third, I'd say a little beyond halfway here of the Bolivar Corona Gigantes. Yeah. I'm smoking too quickly, but still, it's, what do you think? It's, it's delicious. I, I think this I, is one of the best Cuban Churchills I've ever had. Outrageous. I agree. It's outrageous. I, you know, I love the Sir Winston. I love aged Esplendidos. But this is just another extension for me of a great Cuban Churchill. And it's such a sin that we can't run out and all buy box of these, boxes of these over the next year, you yeah. know? Yeah. After, after a huge meal, this would be great. Oh, yeah. So, Bam, if you believe it, it's been a year since you and I went to the Amigos de Partagas, continuing on with our Partagas theme tonight. That's true. That was and our first venture into the old world. That was it. And it's actually just wrapped up, so we'll do a, a recap on it in the future. But um, they just announced, or they, you know, they, they announced the program for the Amigos de Partagas this year, which is the celebration of the friends and family of Partagas, the LCDH which is really the heart and soul of Partagas in Cuba. You know, when you go to this shop, uh, it's right in central, you know, old Havana there, right near the Parque Central and the Floridita where Ernest Hemingway always got his, uh, got his sugar-free drinks. <laughs> I would say that that gala dinner that night, the final night at the Tropicana. It was very nice. That was one of the best. That was such a memorable event. Yeah, going to that uh, to that dinner celebrating Partagas. At our table, you had Juan Moya, who I he's a gem in my life. Yeah, he's the best. Hey man, <laughs> you and Havana. As I yeah, tried to as I tried to pull out a new world to smoke. 
I'll never forget. Yeah, Bam that. pulls out a padron <laughs> at the table <laughs> at true. the Amigos the Parter- de Partagas <laughs> in front of a Cuban national Juan Moya who owns a, a very successful shop in the Grand, okay. uh, in the Cayman Islands uh, called Old Havana Cigars. But <laughs> Juan Moya was not having Bam lighting mm-hmm. up. Not at all. A padron at that table. He, he was not such having a sweet it. man. He's yeah. a wonderful guy. Great human being. But the thing I wanted to say about it, you know, and I know we talked about it, Bam, some of the hit or misses, you know, hits and misses about the event last year. It seems like this year, to the, you know, the joy of a lot of the, the people who've been going to this festival for quite some time, it seems like the people at the Partagas shop, the people that we met in Havana, you know, all, all the, the shop staff and, and Renee who runs that shop, are now back in charge of this event you know and what? not the cuban government which they're, is fantastic they're incredibly hard working that staff is just off the charts renee and the rest of them they're just amazing so hard working and senator i would love for you to recap i know we told this story you know on on the recap episodes quite some t- 50 episodes ago now if you believe it uh but i would love for you to tell the story of 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 meeting renee in the Partagas shop when we sat down and uh, and right. what happened for That was there. your first oh, time. This was special. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness. Obviously, anybody who's listens to this pod knows Partagas is my favorite Cuban brand. So just going in the shop was like an incredible experience. You walk in there, you see uh, La China rolling cigars right by the retail portion. And you go in the back in the lounge and it's a pretty small lounge. I expected a much bigger setup. But uh, we're sitting there. It was not crowded. There was one other guy there uh, who we made great friends with. Um what was his name again? Roberto. That's right. Roberto. Roberto Padrigal. That's right. Renaissance man right. he is. He yeah. is. And the funny thing is, we're all sitting here amongst ourselves, and this guy Roberto is sitting across from us. And I just look over, and the guy's lighting his cigar by bringing his cigar up to his wrist. <laughs> and his watch <laughs> is a lighter. And I just immediately turn to the rest of the guys, and I go, Lizard. <laughs> lizard. I mean, I've never seen anything Lagarto. like that. Lagarto. Lagarto. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. So instantly we start talking to him. I can't get over the fact that he's got a watch with a lighter built into it. And um, as we're having a great conversation with him, Renee, who runs the shop, walks in and uh, he greets everybody, comes up to everyone, shakes their hand. How are you? And uh, he says, well, can I get, can I bring some rum? And he wants to share a drink with us. And so uh, Ray goes and uh, uh, Renee goes and gets a bottle of uh, Havana Club, and uh, you have to love they it's very traditional in Cuba. He like pours some of the rum out onto the floor mm-hmm. for like the Partagas founder or whoever. Yeah, he's. people who have gone before us exactly. Yeah. And uh, he pours a nice generous pour for everybody, and uh, we had such a great conversation with him. And then the best part, where like I literally almost got emotional, he's telling us how he's always wanted there to be a guest book at the Partagas shop. And he said he finally bought a book, and he wants us in that room to be the very first to sign the Partagas, uh, the book at the Partagas guest shop. And so I couldn't believe, like, Roberto signs first. I was second, third, whatever the case may you be. You were second. Like, second. And I so, was like, right behind you. The first yep. few pages are, like, For Roberto us. and the Lizards. And, I mean, I was just recounting in there how... Partagas has been at like every major moment of my life. It was my wedding cigar. When my son was born, I lit one up the next time. Like, um, it was so cool to be able to just document our appreciation for that brand right there. And, uh, you know, for us, it was such an honor. Renee was like honored to have us actually sign it. It was just such an amazing experience. I'll never forget it. That was a great day. Yeah. And it's a, it's a must visit for any listener who, you know, if 
you make it to Cuba, you know, you must go to that uh, yeah. shop. If you're a shop. lover of Cuban cigars, it, like yeah, Rooster said, it's a must. Yeah. And the staff there, like I said, they're the heart and soul of Partagas. I can't believe how hard they work. Yeah. And it's and that is, that is the only brand, global brand, port, any brand, that's the only brand that has a designated LCDH mm. in Cuba or anywhere, really. A designated LCDH for that brand. That is the only one in the world, the Partagas LCDH. Yep. It's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and amazing it's accessible, place. right? Anybody who can go to Cuba oh, yeah. can go there. You can walk yep. right in. Walk right in. Yeah. And the staff is just so, like you said, so hospitable. They work so hard. And the reason why I bring this up, obviously, first off, it's just finishing uh, finishing last week. So we're, you know, we're recording this prior to that. So, you know, we're not going to have a recap yet. We'll get some. But if any listeners went to this year's uh, Amigos de Partagas, we'd love to hear about it and hear about the changes because uh, I'm happy to hear that the staff has been put back in charge as yeah. opposed to last year. I think there were some cost-cutting measures and whatnot. I think they were kind of pushed aside. And uh, <laughs> you, th- you think? <laughs> <laughs> the first night Bam and I were there, I think it was a $200, $250 ticket, and they were serving, what was it, Spam with pineapple? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, on, on toothpicks, it, it was, was really something. And But the the ambiance and the environment was actually very cool. Yeah, and, and it's all up to the staff. You know, it's all about the staff. So, you know, if uh, if you're a listener out there and you went to that event last week, please uh, please let us know how it went and uh, and what you thought of it. Do you know what they are coming out with, or is that kind of kept secret? I don't think they're going to announce anything new at that event. They'll wait till February at the Habanos Festival. Um, you know, always at the gala dinner, they give out some great cigars. So last year, I believe, bam, we got a Siglo uh, 6 from Cohiba. Yep. We got a Partagas D, uh, E2 or a, a D4. Oh, there was actually a full line of there cigars. There was a full line us. of cigars at the gala dinner. Yeah. Which were there excellent. was a Lancero in there. Yeah, there was. And that was a La China, who's oh, the yeah. house roller at Partagas right. LCDA. I still have all of those cigars. So do I. Yeah. yeah. There was a La China Lancero. Yeah. yeah. So La China rolls at the Partagas LCDH, and she rolls all so, different kind of a toll. Yeah, I have some of those if you guys want to try them. When I was there last time, like I got there um, oh, yeah, early. early. Yeah. Uh, Rene actually gave me some of them, oh, and then I nice. ended up buying like 10. You're just, telling, you're just telling us now? I have 15 boxes. <laughs> Accountability. <laughs> Accountability, big time. This is a problem. Well, do you, do you, all right, do, you, do you notice how I ended that sentence by saying, I'm going to hand it to you guys? That's not what you do. My tower That's, is your tower, okay. boys. <laughs> it's full of cheap. RYJs according to Puba. Yeah. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> I know what's in there. <laughs> so speaking of custom rolls, this is something that I wasn't going to bring up on the podcast. I don't think any of us would have because of the nature of it. But I actually, we actually got quite a few listener emails about this. So I'll set it up by saying, so one of the more popular custom roll sellers out there, uh, LCDH Customs, Amazon of Customs, a guy named Ramsey announced that uh, that he's going to be stopping selling uh, his custom rolls. I believe his connection in Cuba or whatever happened, it kind of fell apart. He didn't detail it. It's unfortunate because a lot of people liked his cigar fine. Yeah. But uh, we got a lot of listener email about another guy, and we'll say uh, we'll use a pseudonym. We'll call him Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> if you know where I'm going with this. Oh, boy. Now I know. And we had some listener emails saying, hello, lizards. Uh, I'll read one from Lizard John, who, uh, who I've been emailing I, I back I heard and this forth guy with. loves to eat at McCormick and Schmick's. 
Sounds great. <laughs> so uh, I got I got a specific email I want to read to you guys. Hello, lizards. I occasionally purchase Cuban cigars, both brand name and quote unquote farm rolls, from a guy running a popular Facebook group who recently posted that, in his opinion, Cuban cigars will all but disappear from the open market within the next eighteen months, due primarily, of course, to recent tropical storms and Cuban government policy and mismanagement. I'm wondering what your opinion on this is, as well as thoughts on purchasing Cuban cigars now, i.e. should we suck it up and buy now at current prices, wait and hope the market corrects itself over time, or edge closer into new world cigars and leave Cubans behind for only special occasions. Thanks for thanks again for an amazing podcast, Lizard John. That's a great email. Great email. Great questions. So I do have the post here from Mickey Mouse who wrote, uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase so I'm not as specific. Uh, he said that he wanted to put a reminder on his page for nine to 12 months from now to prove that he's correct, that most of the Cuban cigar sales websites and people will cease selling Cubans by the middle or end of 2024, and I might be one of them. So buy now oh, yeah. before it's all gone. Yes, it's that bad, not worth the cost. So I'll tee that up to the group here. He must be, wait, he's got a mortgage payment to make. Yeah. <laughs> so you know this goes back to our our common thread of you know you got to know who you're buying from and certainly i think the the guys in this room the lizards figured out very quickly what and who mickey mouse was here and uh what you were buying and what we were buying and i'm curious what your thoughts are on the idea that cuban cigars are going to disappear from the market and the sellers are going to be disappearing from the market due to cuban government mismanagement and tropical storms there is no way no I mean, this guy is so full of shit. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, it's absurd, and he's he's using scare tactics to sell his inventory. That's what it sounds like to Mickey me. Mickey Mouse should be in jail. I agree, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, the, he preys on newbies. He preys on people who are trying are, to get into this. Know, yeah, yeah. The, you know, who kind of lack the experience and education. Um on the market dynamics on what's real and what isn't and that's reflected also in in you know in the way in the way this person sells the cigars i mean full boxes aren't really sold yeah there's no codes no never no no pictures never a full box uh there there's you know things are you know there's some fugazi aging process and i was about to go there tupperware <laughs> mysterious aging du- process du- du- Ooh, it's proprietary du- du- yeah. dumping, dumping cigars into cedar line tupperware and then nothing's color matched it's you know it's it's kind of like it's amateur know, hour it's 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 <clears throat> you know you're talking about um pond scum yeah um honestly and th- i mean and that's how that's how people in the know uh describe this person so i i don't think that that's mm-hmm. being hyperbolic i think you're being kind i'll also note that mickey mouse who pretends to be so transparent and honest and trustworthy when it's been pointed out the inaccuracies of some of the stuff he said he's been known to ban one of our own gizmo for trying to educate his uh blind sheep as to all the bullshit that he's out there yeah i got booted yeah he lashed out at you i lost mickey mouse club membership and i lost global entry wow in this journey (laughs) yeah 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 
No, I mean, you know, it's it. What's unfortunate to me is that, like you said, it's it's preying on newbies, you know, who are trying to get into the cigar game, and this guy's running like this kind of Cuban cigar cult. And he does it in a way that's that's terribly unfortunate for these folks. And and like Pubo was saying, this proprietary aging thing, not color match, no box codes. You really don't know what you're buying. Selling custom rolls that are supposedly this or that. Um, you know, and it's just unfortunate to see people spending their money there. The only reason I bring it up again is because I had I had several listeners email us about this saying, Hey, and this guy's talking about this. Is this real? Like put setting off panic. To the point that we're getting emails about it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I replied to all of them with much more detailed mm-hmm. uh, info than than we're able to share here about who this guy is and what he's doing. But, you know, it's just really unfortunate that, that our listeners have this kind of experience with us, which, you know, certainly we try to be as tra- transparent and po- as possible, and we have nothing to sell. And then on the other side of it, they, they're talking a- to this you know, guy. A- a- anytime you, you, you have a seller, I would just advise the listener, if you're joining a Cuban cigar group on social media, if you have one seller who controls that group, that's a mistake. Big time. Um, that's a big red flag it's indicator. It's a big red flag because there's no self-regulation. In groups where there, there are groups that are self-regulated where people are hold, held, where people who are selling boxes from their collection, from their humidors, or even flipping, which is fine, um, they're held they're, accountable. Mm-hmm. They're held accountable to the authenticity of the cigars. They're generally sold by the box. If they're not sold by the box, they're sold in fivers or whatever. But these are from established, legitimate sellers who have a lot to lose if they were to, you know, pass on something that wasn't what what they're claiming it to be. So, anytime you have one person controlling the narrative. In, in a social media group and is controlling that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And the thing I'll say that's to the listeners, point. to Puba's point, point. Yeah. to Puba's point, the thing I'll say to the listeners is if you have any sort of inkling that what you're dealing with is not above board, shoot us an email and, and we'll discuss it as a group and we'll get back to you. We're happy to help folks avoid shysters. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say is I've met quite a few lizards who are excited about the prospect of getting singles. Uh, the issue with, uh, you know, trying to get Cubans, and especially if somebody's not really tried them, to try and get boxes, I think he did serve a market at a certain point in time. I think what's somewhat unfair is the fact that now he's employing guerrilla tactics for marketing mm-hmm. to try and, you know, get through his purpose. I think, and they're two different things because, you know, uh, in a way, if there were a lot more people like him, which were easily accessible, and uh, you know, at least provide that opportunity for people to try different cigars, and maybe you know, a couple cigars at a time, I think it'd be great. So we need more uh, listeners who have access to Cubans who do want to cater to the market, at least come out. Yep. I don't know; it's just a different perspective. It yeah. is, and and the thing I'll say too is on FOH, which is certainly I think one of the best retailers on the planet. Friends of El Habano, in their 2424 offering, they not only offer boxes that so many of us have gotten, in, even in this room, mm-hmm. but they also order uh, offer half boxes and quarter boxes on most of the things that they put up every day. So to get five or six cigars. That's at, incredible, by the way. Yeah, and that's a real thing. So, you know, you're so, getting it from look, Rob that, Isla. That's who's, the operative thing, absolutely. right? Exactly. You're getting photos of these boxes, sure. correct? 
Yeah, you get photos from. Yeah, of course. Right. Box exactly. Codes. Of the box the boxes. Codes. And yeah. the problem is, if you're buying from a seller who refuses to show you the box that the cigars actually came out of with codes and seals and things that you can attempt to verify, I mean, it's bullshit. You shouldn't be buying from them. That's exactly right. When you have a seller who tells you that they alone are the source of real Cuban cigars, this is what this guy actually tells people. He tells you that iHavanas and these other sites that we all know to be legitimate, that many people that even privately sell cigars have purchased cigars from and are reselling them, tells you that every single site, every last one of them, they're all fake, and that only he has real Cuban cigars, that tells you everything you need to know. He's full of shit. It goes back to what Poopa said. When there's a single person controlling this entire process, it's a huge red flag. So I want to go back to Pagoda's point, what he said. If there is a newbie who wants to try Cuban cigars, but he doesn't want to buy full boxes, Mm -hmm. and you do end up joining a cigar group on Facebook or whatever... There are also you, sites even you can buy small right. quantities. Yeah, but exactly you can right. also put out an ISO in search of right. a sampler pack or tell them what you're looking for. And you'll get and it. And a lot of the guys yeah. will be happily, they will sell them to you or they'll mm-hmm. send you pictures. And you could buy a fiver, you could buy a sampler of 10 cigars. You can tell them what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, I listen to the cigar on the pod. I'm curious. I want to try it but I don't want to commit to a full box. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody willing to sell me a fiber? And they right. would be happy to. You see it all the time. So early on, when we didn't know anything about Cuban cigars, that guy did serve a purpose. Like Pagoda said, I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what you said. Getting a single or a few of each Vitola and Marca, it was interesting as an early Cuban cigar guy. Here's what I'll say though, Bam. Is and all of us in this room, you know, I, I never bought into that horse. You shit. may not have, but. but but also at the time, there wasn't a significant price squeeze. That's true, and there also wasn't a significant decline in supply. That's true. So and what what has happened here with this specific Mickey Mouse guy? Well, that he's, we're takes, about, he's taking advantage of the environment has, instead of adapting to it, finding other businesses to get into, other ways to make money. He's he's wrapped his his squirrely hands around this this cult he's created yeah and is preying on these people sure with absolute horseshit and what we learned early on is like senator said if you can't see the box you don't get a box code and a date and this mystif- mystical aging process that he has we immediately it did turn us off very early in our cigar smoking time so we moved away very quickly well, and right. that's the it, advice it, to give to any new cigar guy listen it's very it's 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 totally obvious when you get when we, when people in this group are buying some fivers and things like that. None of the cigars are color matched. Right. I mean, to the point where, like, okay, this is a whatever a twenty fourteen Upman or whatever whatever it was, and they're and they're like four different colors. It's not now. Oh, I take all the cigars and. and they're all the same factory code, and they're all, and I dump them into a Tupper door, and 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 I age them that way. It's like <laughs> and it's I put lun- a wet rag it's, in it's, 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 <laughs> it's complete lunacy. I mean, just it's crazy. Put them in boxes and store them, and then sell out of there. It's just and by the way, the idea the that you're the it's, idea it's that he has presented that you're aging, you're 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 more quickly aging Cuban cigars. By putting them in an airtight container, which is a Tupperware is, no air in and out. You're aging them faster in a no 
air exchange environment. Oxygen, it's just, look, oxygen oxidizes. <laughs> you got to keep the oxygen out. <laughs> Here's the funky thing about one little detail. He scoffed at Padrones and scoffed at Davidoffs and then eventually ended up selling those very cigars. Yeah. That was, I mean, that pissed me off beyond words. Oh, same, this guy same. posted something saying <laughs> that like a Cuban cigar is like a Ferrari and a Padron is like a golf cart. Golf cart. It's exactly and what he said. That is immediately disqualifying for any person who smokes cigars because there's not a single cigar smoker, whether you love Padron or you've never had Padron or you dislike Padron, I've never heard anybody say they actively dislike Padron. That set would suggest Padron is not a highly respected brand. It's interesting. And produces quality cigars. Yeah. And then the irony that this clown, as all of a sudden the Cuban Mickey supply, Mouse. Mickey Mouse, as the Cuban <laughs> supply gets constricted and he's running out of inventory. And what's he selling? All of a sudden is selling Padrones left and right. They're yep. the greatest thing ever. The guy is a con artist. Yes. And exactly. Davidoffs. And Davidoffs. Davidoffs as well. Yeah. No, but he doesn't sell Davidoffs anymore because he well, no. he he. he you know, he, he his relationship with Davidoff as, a, as he had a relationship as an authorized dealer <laughs> or something authorized is not, dealer is, is not is not you know uh, intact anymore. It's yeah, like, he bought them from yeah, Bob's okay, backyard uh, Davidoff store. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so here's so let you know moving away from Mickey Mouse. The thing that I do find interesting, and I do want to answer the listener's question about, is seeing that that uh, this this firm LCDH Customs. Which is you know hit or miss on 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 uh, reputation. Fine, we're not commenting on that because I I don't think any of us have ever purchased from there. But you know him stopping because as he says, unfortunately, we've recently lost the connection uh, that allowed us to provide you with exceptional cigars out of Cuba that you've come to enjoy. Now that is something that I find to be very serious. In that you know I don't know if it's just getting more difficult to get product out of the country. Given the situation with you know with Cuba and the government, is it something where you're having difficulty getting it into the United States? Which mm. we've certainly waxed on so many different podcasts about how difficult it is now to fly through Miami, Fort Lauderdale. The yeah. changes in airlines, JetBlue dropping. You can't fly anywhere except through Houston or Miami now to to Havana. So I do wonder seriously if the access to unbanded Cuban cigars is going to start to dwindle simply because of the the different pressure mechanisms that have been put on by various governments, you know? You know, what's funny, though, is that Ramsey announcing that he's getting out of the business and Mickey Mouse doing it at the same time, is it possible he was buying Ramsey Customs and labeling I think them? he saw Ramsey's email and then decided to yeah. prey on it like he does every I, time there's I a hurricane, that, every time there's a, you know. That makes more sense. That's what he did. That, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what he did. That's exactly what he did. He saw the email and and just said, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to move some product and, yeah. and like Bam said, make a mortgage payment. That's so, right. But some of his customs that he was selling, they were not Cubans. They're they were not actually Cuban. Nicaraguans no. or Honduran. That's Whatever right. else he was selling. Yeah, fine. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, wow. Which, well, yeah, listen, wild, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you're transparent about it. Go for it. I mean, but this is all, this is a sham. One thing I want to get back to that that one of the other questions that he had, does it make sense to, to go all in now and start buying? I would recommend buying the, Standard production staple cigars that you can find. D4s, Ramon Alona especially select. Get those. They're expensive, but who knows if the prices are ever going to come down. But if you want them, get them. I'm buying when I have a need, 
or my inventory is low on a particular cigar, I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it. And I think the thing that's really important to note is that aside from maybe, and this is what I, I emailed Liz or John about, you know, when we were going back and forth, I said to him, I said, aside from a potential correction with maybe Trinidad, which mm-hmm. we've waxed on that it's way overpriced You're going right to stay now, away from that. But, but aside from that, I don't see Cuban cigar prices going down. No. And I think that everybody in this room would agree, yeah. you know, maybe as supply you know, corrects itself. Maybe there'll be some deals. Maybe there'll be some more sales. But I don't think the prices are going back down. It's certainly to where they were when we were when we were you know buying heavy. No, you know, in it's a shame. COVID pre COVID, like I don't think that's going to happen. It's, it's a, a shame. It's you, a it's a luxury good, and I think it's tracking along with other luxury goods um, for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just today I have had a special on. Upman 46. Guess what the price the is? The Magnum 46? Yeah, the Mag 46. I'm going to say 515. A little, little more. It was 575. Okay. Which is not so crazy. It's not it's crazy. not so out of line. Not too long ago, that box was probably around seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, yeah. So it's down, at 575, right? which is not, I mean, it's Now, not we great. were buying that box at 2020 for 275. We were, but you we're know? not going to ever see that again. We're never going to see that again. Look, so- to answer the listener's question, to Bam's point, if you have the, the liquid available to make those purchases, I don't think it's ever going to be a bad time now no. versus later Agreed. to purchase the cigars you want. Yeah. You I know, think, it, especially, prices aren't going down. Sorry, especially in the 500 to $600 range for a box of 25 Right. Get it. So most Just of the, get it now. Most of the staples, if you can get them around the $20 range... I think currently that's a fair price. Absolutely. I agree. Cuban Agreed. Cigars, right? Agreed. Whether, Agreed. whether it be a well D4, yeah. a Mac 46, yeah. the QD, Rass, QD 50, find it. box of QD 50, 10 count, it's about 205, 210. The QD yeah, 50 54s are like in the mid fives now right. from what I've seen. Right. That's a great cigar to and have. And Habanos is coming out with a lot of smaller packaging, a lot of 10 count boxes, mm. which I think, you know, to the point where somebody wants a smaller, a lot doesn't of want to commit to a... Box of 25, yeah. go for a 10 count. Dude, a 10 count of D4, there's no more prettier thing than that. I love that little box. I do too. Yeah. I agree. Listeners, go for it. Yeah. More and more, I mean, they're coming out with 10 count boxes, yeah. which is, yeah. which but is the, more accessible. The, the thing I think we all agree on is prices are not going to go down in any real meaningful way. No. So if you need cigars and you have the, the liquid to purchase them, and you find a price that you think is reasonable. And a good source. And a good source. That's really important. And also, listen, email us. Yeah. E- email us, and we'll tell you, you yeah. know, this is a great deal or not. So be it. Um, we're happy to help. But, you know, don't wait to buy. Buy a five-pack of tubos. Yeah. Y- you know? And or just, email Bam. He'll send you a sampler. <laughs> <laughs> o- only if you're in high school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, Lizard Hollis is doing very well. <laughs> the idea is that you should buy things you like at any given point in time. Yeah. If the yep. prices go down, you buy more. Exactly. And you cost average it out. And you know, you know, know what everybody, everybody, what everyone's doing across the, 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 the groups that we belong to People are smoking um, more New Worlds and a little bit less Cuban mm-hmm. um, and slotting in some different New World cigars just yep. based on the prices and the accessibility. And that's, I think that's good, probably. It's, yeah. it's, and it's, listen, look, know, at, look okay. at us. Dude. Look at us. You know? Look at how many new, more New Worlds we're smoking today 
than we were smoking two and a half years ago. That's exactly yeah. right. Like uh, Senator sent a picture the other day smoking an Oliva V Lancero, which yeah. we rated so highly on the pod. We're all smoking that thing. Tremendous. I, it's I a five dollar and fifty cent cigar. I cannot believe it's literally cracked my daily rotation. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. how good that Lancero. Oh, yes. is. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, you slot that in with you get some value. You know, that's playing it smart, and 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 I think that a lot of cigar smokers. Cuban cigar smokers are saying um, a lot of people and leaders in our group and things like that are just saying, I'm, I'm just, I'm smoking less Cubans. I'm mixing in some different things. And that's, you know what? It's probably a good thing. I mean, back when the prices were lower, it was almost like you were getting away with murder. <laughs> we were. Well, it feels like that now. <laughs> we were. Well, well no, 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 but, but you it, felt like that then. At the time. Because yes. people would always, for, yeah. for those of us who were smoking Cubans before some others, when folks would ask, like, oh, you know, how much are you paying for these Cuban cigars? Like, aren't they expensive, hard to get? And I'm like, no, they're cheaper than every New World cigar <laughs> that we no smoked. I mean, know. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 10 bucks for a, a D4. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's right. what it was. That's it what felt it was. like. We're a, at the yeah. time, a Padron, yeah. we're spending 15 A Davoff, we're spending 20 plus. It was cheaper than anything we were smoking. Right. In the world. So, 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 you know, it was easy yeah. to, like, build a collection, and it was easy to just scoop up stuff. Looking back, um, looking back on it, 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 you know, you were kind of getting away with something. It's like a now, covert operation. Like, forget it. It's, it's a new world. It yeah. was. It was. We were loading up. For yeah. Bam, it still is a covert operation. Wow. I'm not getting those clearly. deals anymore. <laughs> clearly, clearly. All right, boys. So before we rate these, uh, our pairing tonight, the Cavassier XO and the uh, Bolivar Corona Gigantes, I want to do two quick housekeeping things. I want to let the listeners know, number one, that the podcast is now on Pandora. Nice. Which uh, which is fantastic. It's awesome. I don't know if you guys are Pandora guys, but I love to put a Pandora on and not make a selection of what I'm listening to, and it just plays. Yeah. That logo's cool, too. I like the logo. Yeah. Yeah. So we're now on Pandora. And the other thing I wanted to listeners too, is that uh, I updated the factory code document, That's the factory true. code PDF. Yeah. So that is out now. So by the way, version one point three, very handy tool. It is, yeah. So when I'm with guys that aren't Cuban aficionados and they bring out a box, hey, bam, is this is this a legitimate box? I call, I texted you one one late evening. What do you think of this? Send me that chart. I looked it up and I found it. Boom, it's a legitimate box. Yeah, you're good to go. It's on our website. Man. It yep. is. Well, you know. Well, it's easier to text me it's than e type. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I got kids on speed dial. I just press a button. Oh, you mean, you mean Siri presses the button. But for the listener, referring to the sheet is a smart thing to do because if because if you've got a factory code that doesn't align to the date, that's an obvious tell if everything else looks yeah, right. And, because and, often the serial number and the, the, the transit seal and everything else could all be right and could, could check out. But if on the bottom, oftentimes in the bottom of that box... You could, if that date doesn't align with the factory code, you're out. It's, it's, it's fake. It's, it's fake. Yeah. I mean, for me, the, the way that, that I've looked at it with some of the folks that I kind of referenced and, and talked to before we put that code list out, you know, it's a starting point. It, it's understanding trends, it's understanding runs. You know, if you, if you, especially for the provincial factories, knowing that you like a certain factory code and then tracking that into the future or into the past. You know that that's a valuable tool. It's you know, very to be able to track with that. So yeah. for me, it's not a reference for counterfeiting. Okay, it's a reference for tracking forward and backward 
Makes on sense. on totally. what you like and don't like. Yep. Um, and I think that is the feedback I've gotten most from the mm-hmm. community is you know is is people being able to track the provincial factories like that run of Monty twos that we love. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And guess what's not on there? Disney World is not a factory or a factory code. <laughs> <laughs> period. What? <laughs> but yeah, box codes are just you know that's just one of the. 10 different things you can use to tell, but yeah. you know, yeah. use it to track stuff you like and don't yeah. like. And if you see a box of Bahikas with a La Corona factory code, you got a problem. Don't buy it. I'll, don't tell buy. You the, <laughs> I'll tell you, the people who are doing very good Bahike counterfeits, they've got all the box codes. Yeah. You know, they're not using my sheet. They've got them all. You mean like, you mean like the box of Bahikas that uh, CA put up on their website? That was, <laughs> no, that wasn't Bahike. That was 55. Oh, those were 50, yeah. whatever they were. Which ended up being legitimate, but that's a whole different story. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get the follow-up memo. <laughs> All right, boys, you ready to do the ratings tonight? We'll start with the Cavassier Exo Cognac. 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 Excellent. Delicious. Excellent cognac. Delicious. All right, Bam, you're up. That's how much is that bottle? One fifty. I'm. I'm gonna give it a ten. You know, for me, it's. It didn't start off incredible. It was delicious. On the first sip, for me, it just got better and better. Like a lot of spirits that we've had, as you go into the evening, for me, it just got it just the flavor. I, I discovered more notes in it, and it paired with the cigar so well. From my experience tonight, it's a ten. All right, Pagoda. I'll go with a nine. I I think uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, I think the one we had the VSOP. Another thing, the value provided by VSOP really was incredible um i didn't feel that this gave me that much of an oomph over so many different cognacs we have Hmm. and hence a nine yeah okay senator yeah i'm i'm actually in a very similar place as pagoda um i I was debating a nine and a ten just because the price point is really spectacular for Mm -hmm. an exo cognac so it definitely deserves some credit for that but um, the thing that's bumped it down to a nine for me, I've enjoyed this. I would definitely drink it again. I'm just a little surprised. The flavor is not as complex as I would have expected for an XO. It's very kind of monotone, one or two notes for me. I like those notes. They're good. Yeah. But I was expecting a little bit more. So solid nine. Like I said, I would drink it again, but it precludes it from getting a 10 for me. I like the bit of dryness that I got on the finish that I didn't get any other cognac. That's fair. A little different. Yeah. Puba. Yeah. In in total agreement with that commentary. Um, Really good. Um, But yeah, a little bit monotone. So your rating? (laughs) <laughs> oh sorry yeah we need that <laughs> oh it's a nine it's a nine for me it was really good sorry my apologies so i'm um, also at a nine i i don't think it cracked a 10 for me mm. um i think it was a low nine you know i'm i i thought it was a very good spirit i actually thought it paired perfectly with the cigar tonight yeah. um i you know at at a 250 bottle which i came in thinking it was mm-hmm. i don't know if it would have been a nine at 150 i think it's a nine um, but I, I'm very comfortable with that score. It doesn't crack a 10 for me. Okay. It's a nine for sure. So the formal liquor rating boys is a 9.2. Okay. On Pretty, the Cavassier. Very fair. Pretty good XO. score. I think that's a great score for yes. this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The vanilla on the nose did it for me. Well, yeah, it's I really like that in the beginning. The, insane. Yeah. All right. So you guys ready to do the formal lizard rating on the Bolivar Corona Gigantes tonight? Rooster, yep. you're up. 
Um, so th- this is the best Churchill, Cuban Churchill that I've had. Wow. I mean, this Churchill wow. is excellent. That's a statement. I mean, as a Churchill, there's some double Coronas maybe out there that are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe edged this one out. But the flavors out of this, you know, the leather, the cocoa, all of that, like, makes you want to, makes you kind of want Habanos to, you know, reintroduce this uh, Churchill. I mean, it's a fantastic smoke. I'm going to give it a 10. 10, nice. Puba. Um, I really enjoyed the cigar. It was rich. Um, it was, I thought, very full flavored. Um, maybe not quite as versatile uh, as a Sir Winston would be for me. Um, if we're talking about Churchill's, I don't think it edges out the Sir Winston, um, uh, you know, for me. Uh, so I'm giving it a, a solid nine. I thought it was the construction was flawless. The everything, the the combustion was great, the build was great. Um, a really wonderful cigar. So I, I would buy these if they were available to buy, and have them and smoke smoke them on special occasions. So it's a nine for me. Senator, this is surprisingly tough for me in that I never imagined that I would be having to debate between a nine or a 10 on this cigar because a 10 I give out very sparingly. And I'm a little bit frustrated because I had pretty much convinced myself that I was shockingly going to give this a 10. The only thing I'm having a hard time with. So the entire way I've been sitting here saying to myself, I can't find anything wrong with this cigar. Like I cannot give it anything other than a 10 because there's not one thing wrong. The only thing I'm frustrated about, and I'm just curious if others have had this, I, I can't nub this cigar. When I got down to like just the very end, it started to get a little bit harsh and and just not yeah. enjoyable. I mean, you're all the way down. Are you getting yes. the same delicious yes. flavor? All I went the way to a half no, no, an no, inch. The, the, it was very good for me. The, the, I'm with you on that. Like just the end, it didn't go all the way for me. Where with the Sir Winston, it goes all the way. I, I, and yes, I'm with you there. It, and you've seen me on some of the recent episodes we've done. I mean, like shockingly affordable cigars, and I, I've yeah, you've them. taken it down. I really have. Yeah, you have. And I just really, it, and I, I'm frustrated because I was fully. I had told myself it's okay to give this cigar a ten; it's earned it. But the end that it just doesn't leave me with that Hold same on. experience. Hold on. How so, far? How far did you get down? I'll show you. So we got about an inch. Uh, that's pretty good for Senator. Yeah, it's about that's an really inch. Good, it's know, an inch. We have talked about this in the past. Yeah. Sometimes when you get towards the end or about the, even the halfway point or a couple of times, mm-hmm. purge. Yeah. Purge the cigar. That gets rid, so, that. rid of a lot of the nicotine. That's true. That gets built up. And especially when it's a Churchill, you're smoking it all the way down and it's you're going to yeah. have to have a little bit yeah. of that. So I did that. Purging does help a little bit. And I, yeah, I'm smoking it pretty much way down. So No, it's fair. So, and I rating. can't ignore it. So I, I, I this pains me. I really, you, I, you I can't go back. You know that, right? No, I know. But the did, whole wait, way through, did he I've give a, Did he give a rating? No, let's, not let's, yet. Let's come back to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I know exactly where I stand. I'm just, I'm bummed out because I really, really wanted to give this a ten. I was fully prepared to do it, but I can't ignore down the stretch that experience I had. So I have to give it a nine. But this was, I think like Rooster said, this is easily one of the best Churchills 
yeah. I have ever oh, had. Absolutely. And nine, yeah, complexity. Nine is an, it's an elite score. It's right? an elite score. And yeah. and like the cognac that I would agree with Gizmo that was a low nine for me. This is like a high nine in the sense that the complexity of flavor all the way through mm-hmm. was so enjoyable. And there are notes that I love, and I think most, if not all of us in this room, really pursuing a cigar. So um, I'm really sad that they don't make this again anymore because I would definitely, I'd buy a box after yeah. having this. I, I wish they made this in a double Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It'd take I, Rooster four days to smoke that. A double Toro would be nice. <laughs> so, so I'm at a nine. Okay, you're at a nine. So I'm absolutely at a 10 on this cigar. I took it down to a half an inch. I, I actually found that the last third, even as I was getting closer to kind of burning my fingers, me too. It was getting better, me too, and better me and too. better. There wasn't a moment for me of harshness, nicotine, weirdness, any rough edges. It was so smooth, and the way it built the whole way through, it really I felt took us on a journey tonight. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I wish I should I should have nubbed it actually. And really took it down to about a quarter of an inch. But mm-hmm. it was, this was absolutely a perfect, <sighs> go ahead. I was going to say, it's good you didn't. You might have given it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> this was a perfect Cuban so, Churchill for flawless. me tonight. And the fact that it's only seven years aged, which I think I'm going to also only add on to. But no, but I'm saying if you, you smoke a Cohiba Esplendido or you smoke a, a Sir Winston from H. Upman. Yeah. You know, for me, getting into the tens on those, you're really looking at eight to ten years of age. Yeah, and so those are incredibly elite cigars. The fact that these have rare. seven years of age, and I'm feeling as strong as I do, mm-hmm. I, I it's a it's a ten for me all okay. day. Absolutely, Pagoda. Yeah, this is a tough one for me as well. Between a nine and a ten, um, I'll give it a nine. And the reason is probably my palate. I think in the beginning, I just could not really get the flavors. Um, that I was seeking, I did get a bit of, you know, a little bit of the cocoa, a little bit of the creaminess. But for some reason, I got a little bit of, and I didn't want to mention it, but a little bit of saltiness, and which I kind of like, the Cubanesque. Um, but I, I I really began to enjoy the cigar after like an inch and a half, to, like maybe two, two inches, like three quarters of the cigar. And, and look at me, I'm now close to the nub. I... Considering that, considering the price point, but having said that, great burn, um, great combustion, something I really, really enjoyed. And, you know, it did take us through the journey. I also think that when I was having the cognac, um, it felt it enhanced the cigar. You know, sometimes I prefer a cigar like, there's certain cigars, you don't need that enhancement. I felt that the cognac was really helping the cigar. Every time I had a sip of cognac, mm-hmm. I did that. So I think it's a nine for me, but very, very elite score. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's where I am. Man. All right, bam. Yeah, I think the whole experience tonight was just luxurious and delicious. That, Like you said earlier, I mentioned this way early in the recording, that 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 this, this cognac really complemented the cigar beautifully. And the vanilla and the dessert notes in this cigar. The problem with the cigar, it's what, $40, $50, 60 $70 a stick, and well, you, you can't, can't get, get it. Them, you can't get so them. So they're just not unavailable. For what the cigar is, it's a 10. For its lack of availability, we'll never ever see it again, it's a nine. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Bamamatics. Bamamatics. <laughs> no, it's Bamalytics. Bamalytics. Bam-a-lytics. Sorry, it's, Bam-a-lytics. it's called Bam-a-lytics. That's only for football. <laughs> Bamalytics. 
All right. Uh, I so will, that means what? I'll go with a 9.5. Yeah. All right. It's a 10. This All is right. Bam, how much cognac have you had? I want more. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll give it a 9.5. I'm, I'm eyeing your drink. There's a lot in there. <laughs> Pass it down. So, Bam, I got to give you some credit. What? Because you were just getting some shit about Bamalytics, Bam Math. Yeah. The formal lizard rating 9.5. is a 9.5. Dude. <laughs> It's perfect. There you go. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, our man he's, Bam, he knows. He should drink cognac during the work I'm day. About, I'm about to drop the mic. All right? It should carry a thermos. I actually, I actually think nine. I actually think 9.5 is like kind of a perfect It's rating. perfect. It's, it's a 95. Just it's a 95. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> All right. So briefly, let's just look at... Uh, so the, the Corvassier XO cognac tonight uh, got a 9.2. It's our third XO we've done on the pod. The Hennessy XO got a, a flat nine, and the Remy Martin XO, but if you did. remember, was nine point eight, unbelievable, 10? yeah, flat ten. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. that was incredible, was outstanding. Yeah, it was. that was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. So this is just above the uh, the Hennessy, and certainly well below uh, the Remy at a at a flat ten, which is where it should be. Which I think actually sums up how we feel about the big cognac brands. I think Remy has scored the best. Yep. Right? We love the 1738. Clearly, we love the 1738, XO. 9.3, XO10, VSOP 8.4. You know, right. be, because of, had, I'm sorry, because of how often we drink the 1738, that score is low. In hindsight, looking back, because I can drink that every single oh, day. Oh, I agree. I, I, I actually do. The versatility, I, I would give it a 10 right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a 10. It is. Hey, we don't correct scores. But, no, no, we no, don't. No, no, And it, it, it all tracks, though, because yeah. the XO is what is deserving of the 10. That's like a perfect, perfect yeah. spirit. Yeah. And then you factor in, I think, like Corvassier. Clearly, now we enjoy second most to that. I know several guys here have bottles of the Corvassier uh, VSOP oh. in their oh, locker. I, yeah. That's, That's a, a staple. It's a staple. Um, and then yeah. I think third would be Hennessy, also good, but rounds out the top yeah. three. Yes, sir. For 45 bucks, you can't complain. Dude, it's yeah. incredible. This was our first Cuban Churchill on the podcast tonight, so we, yeah. we do have to do the Sir Winston. We have to do the Cohiba Esplendido. We're probably not going to do the Romeo Churchill. Um, Please, unless- no. <laughs> That's a very, very popular cigar. Just saying. Although we did do the White Churchill. And who, who we, we did the White Churchill, yeah. Right? We did and the White Churchill. Didn't you see a photograph recently with uh Schwarzenegger smoking the White Churchill? Yeah, he was he did a podcast recently with Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. And they were smoking wide Churchills on the podcast. Wait a minute. Yeah, he was giving yeah. him a lot of shit. Yeah. Rob Lowe smokes cigars. He does. I, I I'm sorry. If you watch him smoke a cigar in that, he he's, clearly does not he's smoke. Not yeah, he's, he's not a lizard. Yeah. He looks too effeminate. He looks like he doesn't even know how to hold a thing. <laughs> and then right. Schwarzenegger starts ripping him because he said after he got divorced from with um, from oh, Maria Shriver, right. he says He totally he, abandoned him. Yeah, he's like, You you never call me never reach out to me and he <laughs> said so i know whose side you're on and oh, rob boy. Lowe looks very uncomfortable like <laughs> he's right and he couldn't deny it <laughs> did we get any other recommendations from any of the listeners about new worlds or good question we've got a ton coming up try? great question we've yeah. got a ton coming up we have a ton of listener cubans coming up awesome we have a ton of listener new worlds coming up uh, so cool I'm- tune in to, at the beginning of the episode when i kind of list what's coming you know those are a lot of those yeah. coming up are uh, our listener records so if you're a listener out there and you're 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 into a specific cigar that we have not rated yet, please shoot us an email and let us know what you're smoking and what you want us to review. We're happy to do it. We need the recommendations. By the way, I was in Carnegie the other day and Again? had an event. <laughs> and uh, shocking, <laughs> aging, aging room has come up with a new cigar. Oh boy! And I really really enjoyed it. And you wouldn't believe it, Bam. 
I don't know what's up with this citrusy thing, but that I could distinctly feel orange lemon pe- flavor. Lemon. lemon. Yeah, it was. It's distinctive. I'm telling you, we have to reseat Pagoda because uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he's sitting too close. Clearly, to he was pounding Manhattan's with it. <laughs> uh, no, no, all no. in. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that night I was doing a lot of lot of drinking as well, but <laughs> and, and dancing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do think that's another one for the for the pod. I think we will enjoy it. I I thought it was somewhat reminiscent of uh, the Pledge of Allegiance at that point in time, but the Pledge of Allegiance has a a lot more. Uh, greater complexity because of mm-hmm. the cocoa the chocolate the coffee along with that little lemony thing this did not have that this was a little milder but it was a very interesting cigar i really enjoyed it what's, what's, at that point what's in time what's it called the aging room this just, yeah, just okay yeah they've just come i don't know which one it was like right, yeah. right. We'll just go okay. through the we'll just go through the whole line of these. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, test them all until we find out which blend is the one that. You which recommend. one has citrus? <laughs> Puba, Puba, uh, no granular Puba. detail needed. Puba, Puba will be away for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's not totally untrue. <laughs> we say that one new world at a time, buddy. One new world at a time. <laughs> all right, boys, a great night tonight. The Cavassier XO with a 9.2 and the unfortunately discontinued Bolivar Corona Gigantes got a 9.5. An excellent, excellent night. Excellent pairing. Great conversation, boys. And we'll see everybody next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.